Chapter Five, Food, Section One. If the coming revolution is to be a social revolution, it will be distinguished from all former uprisings not only by its aim but also by its methods. To attain a new end, new means are required. The three great popular movements which we have seen in France during the last hundred years differ from each other in many ways, but they have one common feature. In each case, the people strove to overturn the old regime and spent their heart's blood for the cause. Then, after having borne the brunt of the battle, they sank again into obscurity. A government composed of men more or less honest was formed and undertook to organize a new regime: the Republic in 1793, Labor in 1848, the Free Commune in 1871. Imbued with Jacobian ideas. The government occupied itself first of all with political questions, such as the reorganization of the machinery of government, the purifying of the administration, the separation of church and state, civic liberty, and such matters. It is true the workmen's clubs kept an eye on the members of the new government and often imposed their ideas on them, but even these clubs, whether the leaders belonged to the middle or to the working classes, it was always middle-class ideas which prevailed. They discussed various political questions at great length, but forgot to discuss the question of bread. Great ideas sprang up at such times, ideas that have moved the world. Words were spoken which still stir our hearts, at the interval of more than a century. But the people were starving in the slums. From the very commencement of the revolution, industry inevitably came to a stop. The circulation of produce was checked, and capital concealed itself. The master. The employer had nothing to fear at such times. He battened on his dividends, if indeed he did not speculate on the wretchedness around. But the wage earner was reduced to live from hand to mouth. Want knocked at the door. Famine was abroad in the land, such famine as had hardly been seen under the old regime. The Girondists are starving us was the cry in the workmen's quarters in 1793, and thereupon the Girondists were guillotined, and full powers were given to the Mountain. Into the commune, the commune indeed concerned itself with the question of bread and made heroic efforts to feed Paris. At Lyons, Fouche and Calot de Bois established city granaries, but the sums spent on filling them were woefully insufficient. The town councils made great efforts to procure corn. The bakers who hoarded flour were hanged, and still the people lacked bread. Then they turned on the royalist conspirators and laid blame at their door. They guillotined a dozen or fifteen a day, servants and duchesses alike, especially servants, for the duchesses had gone to Coblenz. But if they had guillotined a hundred dukes and viscounts every day, it would have been equally hopeless. The want only grew, for the wage earner cannot live without his wage, and the wage was not forthcoming. What difference could a thousand corpses more or less make to him? Then the people began to grow weary. So much for your vaunted revolution! You are more wretched than ever before," whispered the reactionary in the ears of the worker. And little by little, the rich took courage, emerged from their hiding places, and flaunted their luxury in the face of the starving multitude. They dressed up like scented fops and said to the workers, "Come, enough of this foolery! What have you gained by your revolution?" And sick at heart, his patience at an end. The revolutionary had at last to admit to himself that the cause was lost once more. He retreated into his hovel and awaited the worst.
Then reaction proudly asserted itself and accomplished a counter-revolutionary stroke. The revolution dead, nothing remained but to trample its corpse underfoot. The white terror began. Blood flowed like water, the guillotine was never idle, the prisons were crowded, while the pageant of rank and fashion resumed its old course and went on as merrily as before. The picture is typical of all of our revolutions. In 1848, the workers of Paris placed three months of starvation at the service of the Republic, and then, having reached the limit of their powers, they made in June one last desperate effort, an effort which was drowned in blood. In 1871, the commune perished for lack of combatants. It had taken measures for the separation of church and state, but it neglected, alas, until too late to take measures for providing the people with bread. And so it came to pass in Paris that elegance and fine gentlemen could spurn the Confederates and bid them go sell their lives for a miserable pittance and leave their betters to feast at their ease in fashionable restaurants. At last the commune saw its mistake and opened communal kitchens, but it was too late. Its days were already numbered, and the troops of Versailles were on the ramparts. Bread. It is bread that the revolution needs. Let others spend their time in issuing pompous proclamations, in decorating themselves lavishly with official gold lace, and in talking about political liberty. Be it ours to see, from the first day of the revolution to the last, in all of the provinces fighting for freedom, that there is not a single man who lacks bread, not a single woman compelled to stand with the wearied crowd outside the bakehouse door, that happily a coarse loaf may be thrown to her in charity, not a single child pining for want of food. It has always been the middle-class idea to harangue about great principles. Great lies, rather. The idea of the people will be to provide bread for all. And while middle-class citizens and workmen infested with middle-class ideas admire their own rhetoric in the talking shops, and practical people are engaged in endless discussions on forms of government, we, the utopian dreamers, we shall have to consider the question of daily bread. We have the temerity to declare that all have a right to bread, that there is bread enough for all, and that with this watchword of bread for all, the revolution will triumph.